Hi, can I help you? Hi, can we have a table for three? Absolutely, right this way. Hey, Josh, how you been doing? I'm good, man. How you been? Well, I'm great, man. Actually, I think our booth is ready. Now, some coffee to get you started? Great, thanks. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Here's your menus. And welcome to Diner Discussions. What's up, everybody? My name is Josh McCollum. Directly across from me, I'm Aaron Ace Allison. And to my, right, I, or to my left, I have Mr. Willie Harrell. You doing all right today? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing good. Pretty good. <laughs> now, before we start and everything, I, I want to tell you, uh, most of the time I don't do any research on any of our guests. Right. And you, I did a little bit of research, and it seemed like everyone came back with the same thing about how nice you are, how driven you are, and everything. <laughs> so, uh, it, it was just crazy. Like, everybody we knew said the same thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we like to start the podcast with like a, the guests giving like a cliff notes of their life and kind of giving the rundown. Right, well, I grew up in Elmore City, mm-hmm. still there, teaching mm-hmm. and coaching. I love it. Wouldn't, wouldn't change that for anything. Um, married and been married for uh, a long, long time. <laughs> I've got got two kids, Silas, he's 11, and Jesse, she's seven. Oh, they are... They're, they're my life that's, yeah you know that's that's what i love are the, are the kids that. and i think that's one reason i'm i enjoy my job so much because I, I enjoy being around kids yeah <laughs> i mean um technically you've been a father to a lot of people over the Absolutely. years i mean you it, know it's uh all, all all those kids at school you know the way i look at it is they all need somebody okay. and then if i can be that somebody for them you know then absolutely to me that's the best thing about it yeah uh both my brothers whenever i ask them about you caleb he really he doesn't give a lot of detail but like he gave like a big old long paragraph about you (laughs) and colt said that uh he thought the world of you and you know you helped his boost his self-confidence during games and stuff and whenever he did stuff you know it was just exciting more for you than it was for him just about but uh he told me to ask you about the time that uh he almost beat up a maysville football coach for you <laughs> yeah we uh maysville you know was always the big rival with us in yeah. Elmore, you know, they, 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 they've dropped down to eight man so we don't you know we don't play them anymore in football and but yeah, that was a, a pretty heated game. We beat them the year before, mm-hmm. and shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> and this game, so it was pretty heated going in. And uh, one of their coaches had said something to some of our kids, <laughs> and it just kind of snowballed from there. And, <laughs> and before we knew it, Colt had a whole thing. But we, we had to calm that situation down. <laughs> Are y'all ready to order? I think so. Okay. Yep. I think I want a hamburger, mustard and pickles only, and fries. Mustard, pickles, and fries. All righty. Go ahead. I want the French toast. We talked about French toast all day. <laughs> yeah. It, it's been on my mind for four days. <laughs> okay. Uh, Is that it? Just French toast? Uh, do some, like, bacon or sausage on the side. Okay. I guess I'll have the fried chicken salad. Okay. What kind of dressing? Uh, do you have Thousand Island? Uh-huh. Okay. Thousand Island. Alrighty. Anything else? I'm good. Okay. That's it I'll get me. it put in for you. Thank you. Uh-huh. So 
So it's kind of an honor because, um, I mean, I grew up, you know, with you always around. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, to, you know, if you would have told my kid self that one day I'd get to talk to you and interview you, it'd be kind of, that's, that's kind of a neat thing. Absolutely. Well, you know, it, it kind of comes full circle because your mom, you know, she was such a big part of my life. Uh -huh. You know, going in, you know, fourth grade, I had her. She was, you know, she was a great teacher. I yeah. loved her to death, you know, and, you know after that fourth grade year you know we kind of had a little bit of tragedy strike which i know you guys can you know y'all y'all relate mm -hmm. and yeah. uh me and my sister were actually in class together mm -hmm. in your mom's class and when my sister died in the car wreck your mom was big she was there for me that summer she come and yeah. see me and that was that meant a lot to me yeah. so and you know so we kind of she always hold a really special place in yeah. my heart, you know. <laughs> it, it's that's that's wild. Uh, I was telling my wife, you know, one of the only people when my sister died, um, and I don't mean to be deep right off the bat, no. but, <laughs> but like one of one of the only people that actually I felt like meant what they said. Um, you sat down on the couch at my grandma's house, and uh, you were just like, "Hey, man, I, I kind of know what you're going through. I'm here. Call me anytime, day or night." And like. From that moment on, I never felt alone. You know, in that you know it's. Uh, I, I felt that I needed to come talk to you mm -hmm. because you know I knew you. I was teaching there at the school. Yeah. And I, you know well, that was one of the worst times of my life, and mm -hmm. I know it was yours oh, yeah. as well. And I just you know I just felt I needed to come talk to you and let you yeah. know, hey man, you're not alone. There's always going to be somebody there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it definitely was something that I'll never forget. And so I appreciate that. Because, yeah. like I said, there was a lot of people that are just like, hey, you know, call me. Right. They don't mean it. But, I mean, I could tell from the way you, you know, were talking to me that it was all real. You that, know, go ahead. Oh. That's one thing I kind of appreciate about these smaller towns is we've all got each other's backs. You know, oh, as far yeah. as stuff like that. Yeah. You know, people I hadn't talked to in years kind of stepped out whenever Joni passed. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, I understand yeah, exactly. A, it, it's amazing, you know. We're all three sitting here, yeah. you know, and yeah. all three of us have, have lost a sister, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, our lives yeah. were intermingled before that, yeah. you yeah. know, too, with me and your mom, and then yeah. I've coached your brothers. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. you know, it's funny how things happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I'm just thankful that I didn't ever stray too far off on the deep end on that whole situation. You know. Uh, I think had I been later in life, it, it would have been harder for me not mm -hmm. to. Being as young as I was at mm -hmm. the time and yeah. having as many people in my life as I did, yeah. you know, that helped me out. I think yeah. being later in life, it would have been a lot harder for me. Yeah. And, you know, that was kind of one of the reasons that I did come over and talk to you to let you know, hey, you know, this doesn't happen to define what happens to you yeah. now. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I, I think I told you that day it's not ever going to get easier everybody's going to tell mm -hmm. you it's going to be easier and yeah. it's not yeah. but you just you you learn to deal with things mm -hmm. you get things you know you 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 get these coping mechanisms and you you learn to make it better for you but yeah. it's not easier you know yeah. uh, it, it's been 28 years just a few days ago for me and yeah. it wasn't any easier going out mm -hmm. and putting flowers out of the cemetery it wasn't any easier yeah but you just you just learn you know hey this is they wouldn't want me to uh -uh. To, to just ruin my life basically yeah. you know yeah. just 
yeah. keep pressing. It's it, that's better for you to keep pressing on. Yeah, yeah. And that's what that's what I was kind of telling Josh. Um, you know, I said it doesn't get easier, like you said. But I said you kind of learn to get stronger. Yeah, and and uh, after five years for me, the negative feeling I got from it, I just started focusing on all the positives and all the stuff she did get to right. experience and even though it was really short and uh you know like you said they wouldn't want us to be kind of you know like like ending our journey right there right yeah. it, it, we were never meant to stop right you know i get i get asked a lot uh why i'm so nice to everybody and i am i'm a nice guy that's what i do i pride yeah. myself being yeah. a nice guy yeah. you know uh, you know i'm not I'm not a no. I'm no saint by any stretch of the word. There, you know. I'm, and I get mad, and I have people that I don't like, and they don't like me, and that's fine. That's part of life. But I think part of my reasoning for being a nice guy is because you just never know what tomorrow's going to bring. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's no reason to treat everybody bad. You know, you never know what somebody's going yeah. through. You know. Well, do you? Do you find that losing someone at such a young age kind of um, reveals like a, like, it kind of, I'm trying to think of how to say this, but it kind of like reveals this clock in your head and you can kind of, you know how short life is from that point on. Yeah. And everything you do, it feels like is more like, um, you're more appreciative every little moment compared to people that haven't lost anyone at a young age, I feel like. Yeah, it, uh, it really changed me. And, you know, I can tell you it, it changed both of my brothers as well. I was quite a bit younger than both of them. But uh, I think being so young, I appreciate every little thing now, yeah. you know, because yeah. I'm not going to take anything for granted oh, yeah. or any of my friendships or, or family. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to do the best I can do to make that day great and, you know, just hope for that tomorrow we get to do it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So... So Josh, being the the one of us that has had more of a fresh wound, mm-hmm. um, what do you, I mean? Do you kind of relate to that yet, or are you not to that stage yet, uh, where it's made you appreciate every day as a gift? Yeah, um, you know, she and I we didn't have a super close relationship. Yeah, and this was supposed to be the year I rebuilt all that, you know, and made all that up, and. Uh, so like i'm doing the 5k for her and all this kind of stuff just kind of doing things in her memory yeah you know that i you know she would have done or you know yeah so yeah i you know yeah well um on a lighter note (laughs) yeah yeah we uh you know we we're living in this unsure time and it's been insane as someone who's having to deal with it firsthand as a coach like how has this COVID affected sports right now for you Um, guys you know we're we're still unsure of how fall's going to go the OSSAA has met twice and both times they've come out and say proceed as planned but basically it's a day-to-day thing you never know you know tomorrow they could come back and say hey we're going to push it back yeah. or yeah you know we're going to start a later date or we're just not going to have it you just you know but we you know we keep keep pushing our guys every day we lift three days a week and, yeah. and run and 
we've had one of the best turnouts since I've been in Elmore, you yeah. know. The kids are really buying into it and they're really wanting it. They're wanting to play. I think this is kind of woke up something in some a few of them thinking, Absolutely. hey, you know, we might not have this. Yeah. We're going to give everything we've got, to yeah. get, you know, yeah. and if we get to do it, we're going to go get after it. And that's definitely, <laughs> that's good, you know, it's kind of, sometimes it's good to be on the brink of losing something to kind of yeah. respect kinda, it more. Yeah, yeah. Wake, wake you up a little bit. And, yeah. You know, we've, we've really had to change how we do things a lot, you know, whereas we had, you know, community water bottles. You can't do yeah. that now. Whenever we have them all bring their own water bottle. We yeah. have to, you know, check every temperature when, as they come in the door. And That's wild. Be wiping everything down with whatever, you know, any That's kind of cleaner we got, you know, just trying to make sure it stays away so these kids can have a little bit of something because losing that baseball season hurt a lot of them, mm-hmm. you know. I can't imagine being a senior in the last two years. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it, it just – we had a kid that was a senior that was our pitcher and was probably going to end up winning 20 games this year. And, you know, that just kind of went out the window for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't – I don't know. I mean, how do you even tell somebody that they can't play like their last time ever, you yeah, know? And, you know, and it's one of those deals where sports for a lot of kids is their main reason for getting to come, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they do a lot of – a lot of school work to just so they can go play and then you get to that end there and it's, it's just gone you know yeah. and it, it i can't imagine myself being a senior and doing yeah. it <laughs> yeah. well i can almost relate because my senior year i was still hurt from my wreck right and so like i never was able to give it 100 percent. and i think like halfway through the year i kind of got like the yips like I, I just was damaged, you know, and right. so I never, I was like, oh, well, I'm hurt. So, I, you know, why lift, why do all this why, stuff yeah. and, and kind of just, <laughs> you know, finish out the season, not even really playing. Right. It was terrible because, I mean, the year before I was on fire. Right. So, I, I mean, I can relate. Like, it's tough. It's really tough. <laughs> that senior year is emotional already. And right. then you're, you know, teetering on maybe losing it. That's well, I I played three games of football my senior year, yeah. and then I tore my shoulder up. Yeah, and, uh, that was that was tough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah. was not getting to play anymore. And I think that was one of the main reasons for me wanting to go back because I, I I enjoyed it. Now I'm not ever going to say I was I was good. Yeah. You know, I understood some things and. <laughs> I wasn't as talented as a lot, but, yeah. I, you know, I tried hard. And, yeah. But I loved it, you know, yeah. that was the thing. And so I, I wasn't really wanting to be done with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, where where did you go to – did you go to school after high school? After high school that first year, I went down to the Ardmore Higher Ed. Okay. I was trying to work, and so I was working 8 to 5 at Walmart and yeah. then would leave at 5 and had to be at school at Ardmore from 6 to 9. Yeah. So – you know, I was working five days a week and going to school four, yeah. you know, doing that and was gone all the time. But That's tough. Yeah. It, it was tough, but that drive down there, I got to think a lot, mm-hmm. you know, go through a lot of things in my head to kind of keep myself on the straight path, you know, and not veer off. And that, yeah. to me, that first year there done a lot of good for me, getting to be by myself a lot, driving back and forth. and. Yeah. You know, it, it helped me, and then I decided I wanted to go to East Central and finished out there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I almost finished at East Central, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I transferred from Southeastern, and then you know, uh, I got I got unlucky. I got two teachers that didn't really care. Right. They were about to retire. 
And so instead of trying to withdraw and go to a different class, I just took that as a sign and I regret it ever since. <laughs> I'm like two, two uh, credits from graduating. I had two teachers over there that actually because of them made it easier on you. Yeah, yeah that's you what know? everybody that goes there says. I'm like, man, <laughs> missed out. I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade for either one of them. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually going to have one of my professors from Southeastern on the show, and so that's going to be awesome. He's the one that inspired me to, like, start writing and doing all the creative stuff that I do. Right. So. Well, I've, I've got myself into writing. I've got a, oh, yeah? a short story horror collection. Oh, that's writing. awesome. I'm, that's awesome. I've got <laughs> seven stories wrote. That's nice. cool. I'm going to do ten. I've got, well, let's say I've got seven typed, one more wrote, and then ideas for two more. So. That's awesome. So <laughs> are you into, like, haunted houses and stuff? Oh, we're yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about going to a haunted house. Yeah. You might have... Uh, you might have to come with us. We're doing like a 24-hour yeah. night stay or something. It's on, on October. The Hill House, or I think it's the Hill House. Or it's something. a haunted Hill House. It's in Texas, in Mineral Wells, Texas. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, October 24th, mm. and um, we're going to rent out the whole house. Uh, and we've got some paranormal investigators that are going to oh, go with that's us. That's awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> so if you're, if you're free that day, it would definitely be a lot of fun. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends on how football's going yeah. at that yeah, point, absolutely. you know. And but yeah, that that's right <laughs> up my alley. <laughs> Stephen King horror movies—that's yeah. my thing. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna release it on on Halloween. Oh, so that's awesome. We're gonna do like a hourly <laughs> podcast update of like what we've kind of gone through, and then maybe Facebook Live a yeah. couple times. That's a really cool deal. <laughs> 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 so what's your favorite Stephen King book oh, or movie? My favorite book is either The Stand. I really yeah. love The Stand, the whole battle of good and evil. You know, to me, that's a big thing. That's kind of, I kind of, you know, I think that's a lot of people's lives is a battle of good and evil Absolutely. for the most part. And so I, it yeah. kind of. I've noticed a resurge in that popularity oh, of that yeah. book Absolutely. over the last <laughs> couple of months. And it's either that or The Talisman, which him and Peter Straub wrote together. Yeah. I just. That that book is uh, it's probably the one I've read more than any other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do you ha- have you read any Stephen King? No. Really? no, 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 no. Uh, I've read. It's too long. And <laughs> <laughs> I, read, I read Dream. I think it's Dreamcatcher. That was great. That was yeah. my first yeah. ever Stephen King book, so that was kind of hard to get into. But once I got into it, I loved it. And then um, I recently, the most recent one, I read his collection, short story collection, uh, If It Bleeds. If It Bleeds, yeah. the new one that just yeah. came out. Yeah, it was good. I just finished yeah. it, too. <laughs> yeah. which, which story on that one was your favorite? Oh, I don't know. I kind of like the, the very first one in it. I, yeah, I don't remember fun. the name off the top of my head. It was one with the little boy. Yeah. And, where he worked for the guy. I thought yeah. that one That one was a pretty cool story. Yeah, huh. yeah that, was my, that was my first pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we kind of we asked um social media some questions to ask you right um, i figure we'll sprinkle in just a few <laughs> uh, but uh levi wants to know who was your favorite wrestler growing up oh man that's a, that's a good one i was a i was a big wrestling fan when i was young uh, you know like everybody else i liked hulk hogan yeah you know macho man love yeah. to hate rick flair you know he was he was the bad guy that you love to hate and looking back on him he's probably the greatest performer to ever oh, yeah. ever yeah, be absolutely. in wrestling yeah but i'd have to say my 
all-time favorite was probably the junkyard dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just loved when he come out, you know, had the dog collar on and the chains and come out to another one bites the dust, you know. That's awesome. I, I, I just, something when he come out, I was always pretty excited for him to come out. <laughs> I yeah. got like the tail end of that when I was growing up. <laughs> I was just young enough to where I started watching, right. but not really old enough to kind of like cherish it. Yeah. But I think uh, Sting and all them guys, the when the NWO took over was when I started watching. Oh yeah. So it was like right, you know. I'd say at that point in time, probably Stone Cold. I was big, yeah. big Stone yeah. Cold yeah. guy, you know. The attitude there. Yeah. But, uh, me and Colt were big in the attitude era. Yeah. We'd get our Chinese food and sit there and turn on the TV. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I definitely have to say the Junkyard Dog That's was awesome. my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amanda said, my daughter Tori wants to know if you'll miss last year's eighth graders. <laughs> All right. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got the Oh, yeah. right, There you go. Thank you, ma'am. Oh, uh-huh. uh, the eighth graders of last year, you know. <laughs> you know, they they caught a pretty pretty bad rap just because they <laughs> always wanted to <laughs> quiet was not in their vocabulary, yeah. you know. They weren't terrible kids, you know. I, I messed with them a lot and told them, Man, you guys are the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> and you know, just kinda of, it, it it wasn't so much that they were the worst, it was more of that was the biggest class I've uh, ever had you know it was like 28 in oh, each wow. class there was oh, there was 56 of those eighth graders last oh. year and so by the time you got one group calmed down the other group was ready to start <laughs> going so i will miss them you know i'll miss them a lot i, I always miss everybody that leaves when they go up to the yeah. high school you know it's a it's a new thing and uh can i get a fork you know all those kids are pretty good they're good in their own way yeah. and they're really special in their own way yeah and uh you know say the eighth graders you know there's always those kids you're like man <laughs> i'm kind of glad he's gone i won't mind seeing him around but not having to have him in class every day or having her in class every day it's probably not going to be such a bad thing <laughs> i think i was probably one of those kids like, yeah, it's <laughs> like, funny looking back just pass them to get them all the here. headaches that i gave some of my teachers and now i'm like man i should write them an apology letter <laughs> you know it's, it's funny because we talked about the wrestling attitude era and you know the whole dx you know when they come out with their this their, their whole sucking thing well that was big when i was in school as a, between you know middle school into high school yeah. and so that was said a lot i think we had a an english teacher named mr henson who was who was a great man you know yeah. i went back and he he, he kind of inspired me to want to go into teaching and yeah. everything and but man we gave him fits with that <laughs> yeah some of my favorite high school teachers are the ones that we gave the most heck exactly <laughs> i don't know why we did that to the ones we love so much uh, just kind of how it works sometimes <laughs> now i know up in henrietta we called all of our uh, male teachers coach like junior and senior year did that tra- uh, travel down here or? it happens a lot yeah. you know that it's just I don't I don't know. It's just kind of how it works out. Yeah. Uh, I I get called coach. I'm I've been called like Mr. Harold one time since I've been there. So. <laughs> yeah. 
That's funny. <laughs> you know, they even the ones you don't coach call you coach. Yeah. So. <laughs> we had an art teacher. That's all he taught was art. But yeah, he was coach me. So <laughs> I don't think Coach Terrell's ever like I don't think I've ever said Joe in my adult <laughs> he, life. I still can't. <laughs> you know, he, he taught me way back when and, and, and coached me and I, you know, I wasn't what the basketball I wasn't built for basketball, yeah. you know, but he, he coached baseball for yeah. us a year there and you know, he's another one that'll always hold a special place. Probably oh, yeah. just like Absolutely. you. I think anybody that's ever had him, you know, he holds a special place yeah. for. Yeah. And uh, probably the worst butt chewing I ever took in my life was from oh, him. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I respect him because of it, mm-hmm. you know. And But, yeah, still today, I can't bring myself to call him Joe. It's yeah. Coach Terrell. That's who he is. <laughs> uh, I hope I'm not giving away any of his secret, like, motivational that. speeches. <laughs> but um, our senior year, he got all the seniors into the locker room before the game started. And uh, he gave us a pocket knife. So, But by the time I was a senior, you know, pocket knives weren't really something you could give a kid. <laughs> right. And so he said, don't tell anybody because, you know, this is something I've done since it started. Right. But, uh. He said, I want you to, and he was serious. He gave us like this five minute talk. And then he's like, I want you to look down at your thumb. And we all looked down, he's like, you know what that means? You see that uh, fingerprint, you know what that means? He's like, your thumb buddy. (laughs) (laughs) And we sat there and just stared at him for a second because we were scared to laugh. Because he had been serious the whole like six minutes we were in there. And then, yeah, he he started laughing, so we started laughing too. That's a, I'll that's never a, forget that. That's a dad joke if you've ever heard yeah, one right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny is he was never he was always serious before the game, but yeah. that time, that's great. I'll never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, what's your favorite memory coaching? And oh, I'll just let you answer that one first. Do you have a favorite memory that stands out above everything else? You know, there's a lot of memories that stand out. But I bet you could probably would, sit here for an hour. Oh, yeah, we, we could talk forever on, on things, you know, and, you know, coaching kids like Jonathan Harrell, who's actually now coaching with me, which, yeah. you know, is one of the greatest things you can have is those kids yeah. that you coach come back because you never know if you're really going to ever get to connect with them like that again. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I could sit and talk about those guys all day, but the one that probably stands out more than anything was, I believe it was y'all senior year, 2008. Mm-hmm. We'd go and, and play, well, it was the year before the whole cold situation. <laughs> you know, we we go and, and play them at home, and there's no reason we should be in this game with them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're – the year before, they beat us like 40-something to nothing, mm-hmm. you know. We couldn't move the ball. And the guys had kind of decided that day that they were they were just tired of being pushed around, you know. Mm-hmm. It, even though we kind of had a, a setback, you know, Sam Powers, he was our, our starting quarterback and tore his ACL, and we weren't going to have him for that game. And Wasn't we had, that the second time, too? Yeah. His other leg? <laughs> yeah. Golly. And so we move, move a freshman into the starting quarterback spot, yeah. and – it was really a neat situation when you, you know, Jay Anderson moves in and into that spot, and you just kind of watched all those older guys kind of just form around him and kind of tell him, hey, we got this, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you go out and do your thing, and we're, we're going to make something happen. Yeah. And we come out, and it's it's 21 to nothing before I, you could even blink, <laughs> and they're, they're just beating the dog out of us. And we're just like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Well, then John Harrell, you know, he, he picks a pass off as a freshman corner and returns oh, yeah. it for a touchdown. And then we score again. I think Jake Phillips 
splits them and scores. And, yeah. you know, we go into halftime and it's 21-20. They're up 21-20 on oh, us. Wow. Yeah. You know, we go into halftime and the guys are like, hey, these guys are just like us. You know, yeah. we, can, we can go out and play. Well, we come out, score, go for two, get it. It's 28-21. Yeah. Right towards the end of the game, they score again. And it's 28-27. Well, <laughs> they throw a slant for a two-point conversion in the end zone to a kid with a cast on. And it bounces <laughs> off his hand. We beat him 28-27. And, I, you know, there's no reason we should have been in that game with them. It's like, a, you know, it's mm. like watching a movie, you know, oh, yeah. how that played out. Yeah. And to me, that's one of the greatest times mm-hmm. because – what makes it so great for me is you you seen a change in the guys you know yeah. you've seen a change hey we can go play with anybody Something if we work. just go do yeah. it yeah to me that's probably one of the greatest yeah. part play our greatest games i've ever been a part of well in elmore like especially well i don't know how many years back it's gone but it seems like in footballs we've always had the loser mentality because we've been told oh you suck you're gonna suck next year you're gonna suck next year and right Every time we would finally buy in, that coach would leave. And it was like, what, we have, like, my – I think by the time our guys were senior, we had to have, like, what, five coaches was, in six years yeah, or something like something that. Like that. It, was, it was bad. And, you know, Coach Sharp, I was already there at that point. Mm-hmm. Coach Sharp and Coach Jennings move in. Yeah. And, you know, I'll never say enough about Coach Sharp. One yeah. of my best friends ever. Yeah, and what sucked <laughs> is I, I I had packed my stuff up and left that year, like when because he was the last straw. Like, because uh, I was like, man, I'm not gonna play for someone new. My, you know, junior senior. Yeah. But he, he then I missed a, out on it. <laughs> he he just you know he come in and, and basically told them guys we're we're not gonna lose. We're we're gonna go and we're gonna win and we're gonna do the things that it takes to win. And uh, I think I learned more from him the years I coached with him than the rest of my life in football. Mm-hmm. And I'll never be able to thank him enough for for that. And, you know, it was just – they come in and, you know, we lost that first year. You know, I think we won one or two games. Yeah. It wasn't nothing. And But, you know, you could just start seeing a change in the guys and yeah. they wanted to win. And, you know, before long we were, we were in the playoffs. Yeah. We were – Fighting for district championships and which it had been how how long I can't even remember. Uh, yeah, it's it was since the '90s, right? Yeah, it'd been a long been time. The club. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was real little, Helmore was pretty competitive, but like right after that, it was just right. You know, but I mean, in basketball, we demanded excellence, and we were dominating, and and band was doing great, band and it was, was just like yeah. football was that couldn't. Couldn't keep we couldn't coach. get over the hump, and yeah. you know it just. And that's and it's hard for kids to buy into someone and then them leave. They feel betrayed, yeah, even it, if it's for a great reason or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, they get a better opportunity. Especially what what happened yeah. that many times. You know, yeah, it's you, hard to get your footing. Yeah, you're you know you're just like well I, this guy's going to leave too. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go give him anything. You yeah, know? and we were <laughs> learning all these new plays that we we're just going to have to forget and learn yeah. next. You know, a whole new book next year. Yeah. So, and that's what sucked is my class was dominant in every sport. Yeah. <laughs> and then we sucked at football because we, you know, didn't know what we were doing. And, you know, I mean, you were like one of the only staples there that, you know, were was there the whole time. So yeah, I've, I've told everybody, I said, they're probably end up going to have to force me out. I don't know <laughs> if I can just leave on my own. <laughs> but, you know, I just feel at home there. It, yeah. It's home. <laughs>
But, I mean, I feel like y'all changed the culture, you know. And Kids that, are, are really – they understand that they have to work hard now to, to be good and, mm-hmm. you know, you just – and they they enjoy being around you know it, it's it helps to enjoy being around your coach yeah you know coaches we, we catch a lot of bad raps yeah. you know, I'm not a poor pity for me thing or anything mm. like that but they do they catch some bad raps because yeah. of you know you're you're always so intense mm-hmm. and you say things and, yeah. and things happen you know yeah. and uh but i think when when the kids enjoy being with their coaches it, it's a lot it means a lot that's yeah. that's the biggest part of it that, that, <laughs> that's one big thing that colt said was you were one coach that you weren't a complete jerk to everybody and everything <laughs> and he said that the whole team felt like you had their back and you know you were there for them so <laughs> you know and to me being a coach means every one of those kids are now yours mm-hmm. you know you're going to go to really great lengths to protect them mm-hmm. and to teach them to do the right thing. Yeah. And once they realize that, I think most of them would do about anything you ask for. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the greatest coaches, um, in my opinion, are the ones that aren't just coaching them for that game that's coming up next, but for the next 20 years, you know. And, and you know, when you lead by example. Right. I mean, you can't go wrong. Like, you know, it's like I tell tell the guys now and any guy that I've ever had in the past. Yeah. My door's always open if you need me, you know. And it is. We've had we've had guys come and in the middle of the night and knock <laughs> on the door and you know, it's like, Hey, you know, there's a couch where you sleep on if you need it, if you need to talk, we'll set up and talk. Yeah. Whatever it is we need to do, we'll we'll get it fixed. You know, and I I hope she doesn't care that I tell this story, but uh, <laughs> we'll edit it out. <laughs> but uh, you know, he was—he was a really good kid. I, I really enjoyed getting to know him, and me and him got pretty close. And there was one time he comes to the door, and it's twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning, and I thought, "Who's here?" You know, and I go and open the door and bow. Coach, can we talk? I said, sure, you want to come in? He goes, let's know. Do you mind sitting on the porch? No, I don't mind sitting on the porch. Let's, we'll sit out here and talk. Well, he'd, uh, him and his girlfriend had been out, you know, and they went and watched a movie and everything. And I don't, she bit him real hard on the shoulder. Yeah. Oh, no. He couldn't move his left arm. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and he was scared to death. No, I don't want to get in trouble. I said, I bet it's fine, you know, just sit here. and, You know, we sat there and talked for an hour and a half. And it finally loosened up, and he was good to go. But, <laughs> it, you know, those are those are the memories I enjoy because, you know, he was, you could tell he was terrified, mm. terrified that he was going to get in trouble. And, and I told him, I said, you know, I, I bet it, I bet things are going to be okay. So we just sat and talked, and it, it loosened up, and he was good to go then. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he thought he was paralyzed. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't think he's ever gonna get to move that arm again. No, I'm goodness, that's funny. Um, so what college team would you want to be head coach for, Lisa? Asks. No, I mean, uh, being Oklahoma, I'm an OU guy. You know, <laughs> there's not another college in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Uh, 
the viewpoints of uh, Willie don't necessarily uh, dictate the views of everyone else on the podcast. So. <laughs> they do mine. <laughs> Boomer sooner. Yeah. <laughs> we like teams that win. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, OSU. Oh. <laughs> You'll get it one day. <laughs> that's a lot of fun at school when it comes to the Red River, or not, to the uh, Bedlam. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of those kids now that are OSU fans, so yeah. it's always fun. And when OU wins, I play all day long. <laughs> class change, I'm blaring Boomer Sooner out the hall. Uh, my wife's family's OSU Texas fan. So uh, she's, you know, by default, she doesn't really watch football, but she's an OSU fan. And so I said, it's okay, somebody's got to cheer for the losers. <laughs> and then uh, my grandpa used to say that, you know, OSU – We'll finally win a Big 12 championship when OU decides to leave the Big 12. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guys. Uh, Who's your favorite pro football team? Favorite pro football team is the Bears. I've been a Bears fan since I was little. I like the Chiefs too, Mm. but the Bears have always been my favorite. I was a big Walter Payton guy, you know. Mm-hmm. I was I was little, but I, I knew who he was. And, yeah. You know, those the, the old Bears, I guess, once they they stuck with me, and that's who I've always liked. <laughs> I would have loved to watch the late 80s Bears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and even now, Khalil Mack, he's, to me, one of the best defensive players in the game, yeah. and I j- enjoy watching him play. <laughs> yeah. That, that, they were – like defensively on a different level for a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was scary. <laughs> they, uh, they really got after it. They were. Yeah. I like watching those ESPN Classic games. <laughs> just watching them dominate. I tell you. Break people in half. It's funny because what got me into loving football was, you know, my brothers were older than me. Well, they had this greatest NFL moments, VHS, oh, you know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so – my brother Jason, he puts it in one day. He's like, "We're gonna watch this," and I'm pretty young. All right. Yeah. Well, it comes to a scene where it's really cold out. The Bears are playing, and they show Dick Butkus on the sideline, oh, yeah. and his fingers are taped up, and they're bloody, and he's, you know, sitting on the bench, and the look in his eyes is just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to hurt somebody, <laughs> you know, and just the look of concentration on his face, and it was cold, and. Uh, you know, you can see his breath and those no, bloody steam. knuckles. I thought that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoy watching those older games because it seems like guys were just like machines. Oh yeah. There's some of those guys played on a broke ankle and didn't tell anybody till yeah, after they, they got home. They had no fear. Mm. It was just no fear. <laughs> We see them take, you know, their helmets off and getting blindsided and still running with the ball. And you're just like, what are you, you know, they didn't know about concussions. Right. What's a concussion? <laughs> My eyes are crossed, but they'll eventually straighten out. I, I think I was there a couple of times. In high school. I remember getting hit by uh, this kid from Ringling on an opening kickoff and I started walking to the sideline, and one of the guys grabbed me and said, we're the other side, let's go. <laughs> that, that might have been the hardest I've ever been hit in my life. <laughs> Got spun around. Well, speaking of that, Ty Bullock wants to know, uh, what's the hardest hit you've ever taken as a, pl- a player in a football practice? Oh, man. I can I can think of two come to mind. 
we uh we used to do bull in the ring and you know that was everybody circled up and you're in the middle uh -huh. chopping and coach call out numbers and you got to find them yeah. and you get rocked basically is what it is and, and ty bully he hit me and I think I saw stars for a few minutes. That that guy, he, he was something different. I'm telling you, he would come and light you up. And then another day in practice, and we used to run. You know, now you don't necessarily run kickoff and kickoff return live, but we did. You know, it's you're going down and you're you're taking each other out. I remember me and Donnie Hodge hit one day, and man, that was that was a different level too. <laughs> Those two guys both come light you up. <laughs> the hardest hit I ever took in a game was Danny Pettit. He was on my team. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was coming in to take take out uh uh the guy we just kicked off the ball and he's running up the side. Well that was my zone. So here I come. Danny comes out of nowhere. He's running in behind him. He lowers his head and the guy ducks and Danny just like spears me. <laughs> I saw stars and got up and kinda had to find the sideline. You know. Do you remember who y'all were playing? Or? I don't know. <laughs> um, um, but the hardest hit I ever gave was practice, and it was an accident. We were running to the fence and back, so we just got in trouble uh, for not shooting off the line. So I touched the fence, and I put my head down, and I'm running full speed in my pads. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I feel like a little speed bump. Oh, no. <laughs> little Patrick Anderson. Oh, no. When he's a, oh, Patrick. Like, he's a little freshman. <laughs> And I just looked back and he's laying there all splayed out on the ground, like, <laughs> knocked him out. <laughs> I'd say probably the hardest hit I gave in practice was poor Josh Ferris. Oh, yeah. I caught him one day on a kickoff, kickoff. Round. We and him were actually just talking about it the other day. He told me, he said he had almost decided he, he didn't ever want to get hit again after that one. And <laughs> almost taught him a lesson. <laughs> yeah, that's funny how. You punish your team, your own teammates more so than your enemies sometimes. Yeah, I'll tell you, when Shane Collins was there at Elmore, yeah. he didn't care. In practice, he was he was going 100 miles an hour and he was cutting in half. I've seen a lot of teammates of his decide they didn't want to run the ball anymore when he was on defense. There was a – you remember Robert Billings? Oh, yeah. Robert was – We talked – He was something on, else. On defense, we'd talk about his mom, get him all mad. <laughs> like, you see that guy over there? He's he like, you know, whatever about your mama. And all of a sudden, there goes Sam getting knocked out. <laughs> he never even stood a chance. It looked like the water boy. Yeah, you know, Robert, Robert was a different kind of guy. Yeah. He, he was so much fun to be around. But he, when he got mad, he would like you. Uh -huh. up. Yeah, I was glad I was on defense that day. <laughs> Coach Anderson tried to kill me one time. Uh, it was Derek Upshaw, oh, Dell Jones, and Caleb McConnell, and they're all on defense. And he decides that I'm going to run the ball because we're doing that's a big lineup right there. Yeah, and it wasn't no tag, it wasn't no like you know wrap up, nothing. It was just straight tackle. What'd you do to hack them off? That's a whole other story. It was a non-football related thing. It was a classroom thing. I hacked his computer. Oh man! And messed with his. Uh, a mouse and made me click on stuff. I got in trouble. From, from that day, he had it out for me. But uh, he uh, he's like, all right, I'm handing there in the ball. Everybody, you know, move to the ball. And here comes all three of those big old brutes running yeah. at me. Never stood a chance. 
I'm here to tell you, Dale Jones, one of the best players I ever coached. Oh, yeah. He had more heart than anybody. I watched him basically single-handedly one night shut Velma down, mm-hmm. and they were really good. <laughs> uh, I think I think it was the Rush Springs game. Um, was the hardest hit I'd ever seen anybody take when he got lit up and was uh, laying there shaking. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like a train, like oh. slamming to a building. Like, I mean, it was loud pop. <laughs> That's the only time i ever seen him get taken oh, out man. like that. Yeah, he, he could get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he – speaking of which, I think my sophomore year, we were the only people that Velma um, – that we scored on Belma mm-hmm. like that year, except for the playoffs. Right. So we were pretty proud of that. <laughs> it was like, it was still like twenty one to seven, but we still scored. <laughs> no, I think it was six because we didn't have a kicker that year. <laughs> <laughs> we had to run two point conversions. Nobody could kick the ball. Oh, and then Colt McConnell was the best punt blocker I'd ever seen. I mean, almost every punt he was either you know closer getting nailed in the face <laughs> and he wouldn't block it with his hands it was his face mask every time we uh we were playing maysville again one day and they had a really good tailback and he comes up the sidelines and, and colt meets him at the sideline i'll never forget because his helmet pops out of i mean it comes off his head and flew out of bounds and, and colt was jack because he hit that kid he'd been ready for that that's what he'd been waiting on <laughs> It's like Nathan Brody was one of the best interceptors I'd ever oh, seen. Yeah. He, could just, he had a knack for finding where that ball was going to go. He was a really good safety. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that one, when he got, I think he might have twisted. I can't remember. I, I felt like maybe he got injured. It was the only reason he didn't break the record that year. Yeah, I think he ended up with 12 that year. Yeah. 12 interceptions or 11 or 12. Yeah. Yeah, and he was really mad because y'all wouldn't let him in because <laughs> you know if you know him yeah he's going to tell you how he feels about everything that, that drive's hard to kill uh-huh <laughs> you know that's why i bet it's hard for a lot of people this year having to tell them that they can't play yeah that's like let's play you know we'll take the chance <laughs> trying to explain covid to somebody who's wanting to play football that's difficult it's, it's different <laughs> <laughs> okay uh Alex, ask if you believe in ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm one of those. I believe there's things you can't explain. Mm-hmm. You, you know. Um, now, it, it's hard to say yes because I'm. I don't know. Well, that I. You know. Well, I take that back. You know, I've seen some things that I can't explain. So, I guess I'd probably say yeah. Yeah. It's. I think there's so much energy in the human body that once you're gone, it has to do something. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, how physicists, physicists say that, you know, the energy can't be destroyed, so right. it, it, it has to go somewhere. And, you know, it's it's always hard to say yes that there's ghosts, yeah. but, you know, there's times, too, you kind of hope that there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm hoping that there is when we go to the haunted house. <laughs> I, like I told him, I hope it's just a ghost that's like Casper. Or like one that doesn't even care that we're there and just, so we can see him. Just chill. I don't want any, you know, like ghosts with a vengeance. I don't need my TV possessed or nothing. <laughs> yeah, if Josh starts acting weird after yeah. that, you know, we might have to have an exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our next guest. <laughs> I'll be a priest. <laughs> Uh, if you could go back and tell yourself as a rookie coach one thing, what would it be? Now, probably not to live and die by every game, mm-hmm. because I tell you there was times there when I, early that 
I wouldn't sleep after games because, oh, yeah. you know, it was like, you know, what could we have done different? What could we yeah. have done here or there or preparation leading up to the week, you know? Mm -hmm. And it would be – it was tough. There was nights that, you know, sleep was – basically you couldn't have it because you always thought, you know, what could we have done better? Yeah. And it probably that because now it's like, you know, all right, we didn't win, but we got to move on and get better for the next one. <laughs> yeah. I mean – it's hard too as a coach because um you you prep you train but you can't get out on the field and play for them yeah and that's got to be hard to kind of watch yeah. someone else determine you know your your value to right. everyone else you know you put your hands in 16 17 18 year old kids you know and yeah so but you know You've got to trust that you you taught them as well as you could, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. they're going to go out and, and give you everything they've got. And yeah. Sometimes that doesn't happen, but you know, it's just you got to hope that they learn from it, and yeah. the next time it's they're ready to go. Yeah, that's <laughs> like you know these coaches for the pros. It's like you know you got to kind of give them some kind of slack because they're telling these guys that are as old as them sometimes <laughs> what to do. That, and to me, just, that would be a lot harder. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> it's almost easier because these kids, they look up to you, and you know, trying to gain respect from someone that's you know, already successful without you. I couldn't imagine being as young as Cliff Kingsbury oh, they're no. trying to tell those guys, you know. Because when he yelled, you know. Can you imagine him yelling at one of them big old defensive linemen? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, so uh, this one's kind of hard. Top five greatest QBs of all time. Oh, man. <laughs> Top five greatest. I mean, I don't like the guy. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's hard to not say Tom Brady's the greatest yeah. quarterback to ever play the game. Yeah. I don't like him. I don't have a whole lot of respect for him, yeah. but he's really good at what he does. Yeah. Um, I'd probably say Joe Montana. Yeah. He's, he's probably my favorite quarterback of all time. Yeah. Um, Peyton Manning was a really good quarterback. I thought he was a bit of a crybaby, but he was a really good quarterback. <laughs> um, and I, I, another one I don't like just because I'm so anti-Dallas Cowboy, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's, that's a, a kind of sacrilege around here. But yeah. uh, Troy Aikman was really good at what yeah. he did, you know. Um, and hopefully one of these years, you know, it's probably going to be Patrick Mahomes. That guy's yeah. on another level right now as yeah. he is. Mm. I, you know, obviously, he's not one of the greatest right now. No, but I think we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll be talked years, about. I'd probably say this is the other one, probably Dan Marino. Yeah. Uh, Dan Marino really was a really good quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I like um, – that's another thing is I've been kind of deep diving on those uh, – the NFL life of. And then, right. you know, like Dan Marino and all those different guys. Um, my favorite is not really quarterback related, but it's the University of Miami in the 80s. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed that one. That was a whole different world there. Yes, it was. That was completely different. <laughs> but uh, did you – do you have any idea about the Miami in the 80s? No. Not well, in the sports hardly. They were like the most dominant team like ever. Um, and they probably would have won more if they hadn't have gotten in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but there was cocaine and oh God, there females. Was a lot of things involved in that. <laughs> the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> you are listening to Denner Discussions. Uh, I, I've been watching that. 
Oh, the Last Dance. Oh yeah, that's about, awesome. And they were talking about that kind of stuff going on too, the cocaine and ladies and right. weed and all. It was, it was rampant back then. Have you watched <laughs> The Last Dance? I, I've got them all recorded. I haven't sat down and watched them yet. But I mean, you know. I'm on episode four. Yeah. I'm like hooked. Like yeah. <laughs> Jordan is the goat. I oh, mean, yeah. No question about it. Uh, Anybody yeah. says different, I, I just <laughs> don't know. <laughs> and, and what's crazy is if you think if he had Scotty and Rodman, uh, you know earlier they would have been oh, more than six yeah <laughs> it would have been no unreal <laughs> yeah i don't think there was anyone that could stop them uh, mm-hmm. because the detroit pistons were the one that gave him the trouble there right. you know for all those years and when he finally got pippen and rodman he pulled their butt too <laughs> you always got to have a guy like rodman yeah I mean, yeah yeah <laughs> my mom gave him a ride to practice every once in a while oh, southeastern wow. that's crazy isn't a, it yeah she said he was still a jerk <laughs> Yeah. It's weird. They actually show a video of him playing at Southeastern on there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't imagine. Uh, but back then, he didn't have any different color hair or anything like that. Right. It's hard to pick out in the crowd. <laughs> he really got very eccentric as he got up into the NBA. Didn't yeah. he? <laughs> well, one of the things they said was that at Detroit, he was bored. Oh, yeah. And so Because um, they weren't utilizing him that well. Right. And uh, so he started acting out. And then it became like this persona. It became a thing for him, yeah. yeah and then he, he was like, ooh, this gets attention. <laughs> <laughs> he had a pretty bad childhood. I think he was homeless. Did right. I say he was homeless for like two years? I think so. Yeah, like but when he was 17. Right. Yeah. That's a terrible age to be homeless. Yeah, too. it is. You're you're in that stage of you think you can do things, but you really can't do a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely interested to see what you think about that show. That's pretty cool. We'll have to have you back on whenever you're done watching it. Uh, So my mom asked, who was your favorite fourth grade teacher? (laughs) Well, I mean, there's no question. (laughs) She was was amazing. Still is, I tell you. My uh, my son, you know, he got to have her. That which is awesome to me, you know, that she was such an important part of my life. And then, and then my son got to got to have her as a teacher. Yeah, and he loves her. She is his favorite as well. Uh, I always laugh growing up because my dad was the youth minister and my mom was a fourth grade teacher and everybody was like oh my god they're the best and i was like they're mean because <laughs> they would always be like man your dad's so nice and he's awesome and he's like you don't know my dad <laughs> dad if you're listening i'm just kidding <laughs> but uh so uh, Sheila Henry says, "What's your favorite memory of Devin Henry?" Oh my goodness! <laughs> that kid had the biggest feet ever. He was he wore like size fourteen or something yeah. like that. Golly, sounds like you get um, I think it might have been even. I mean, that might have been smaller than his foot actually was. Too, I don't know. Uh, that that story, I might incriminate myself. Oh, on things. Oh, I might, that might be one I, I might not have to tell in public. That was. My younger coaching days. <laughs> you can tell us off mics. Yeah, it's, me and his mom still get a really good laugh out of that all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's that's somebody that I haven't talked to in a while that I need to reach out to. We we sat on the bench like sometimes together, like when we get called out, mm-hmm. and uh, that was probably the most fun I had because we would just you know talk crap about everybody out there. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he was he was something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then Shane came up a little bit and got kind of in our basketball group, and, and he was a lot of fun, too. I tell you, one thing about Shane, you know, I coached him in baseball, and yeah. he was either going to strike out or hit a home run. Yeah. <laughs> he swung for the fences every time. <laughs> you wouldn't think a little guy like him would get out there, but, man, if he hit the ball, it was gone. <laughs> a little skinny baby. <laughs> so, uh, Wilson wants to know what your favorite movies are. Oh man! It says top five, but they can be five. just yeah. think one of the ones that come to mind, I guess. Oh well, my favorite scary movie of all time is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. I think it was so well done. Yeah. You know that the ending to that movie to me is one of the greatest horror movie endings yeah. ever. Yeah. I've got a lot of buddies that disagree with me. You know. <laughs> uh, Josh Mowat and I'll throw you out there. You know, he, he's, he says that Halloween is. Me and him have that argument all the oh. time. But uh, to me, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has the greatest ending of any horror movie that's ever been made. So that would probably be my number one. Um, big fan of Tombstone. Love Tombstone. Yeah, we talked about that last, <laughs> last pod. Or you know, our live. Just yeah. Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday is yeah. one of the greatest things ever, in my opinion. I told him um, that's one of the movies that I can watch over and over and it never gets old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, remember the Titans. That's, oh, yeah. to me, is is amazing, not just for the football, but, mm. you know, for the we could use a little bit of that right yeah, now. What went on in that movie? Absolutely. I used to watch that before every game, football <laughs> game or basketball game, to get it, me pumped up. It, it was amazing. That's one of my favorites. Um, one that I don't, I don't broadcast a lot, but I'll go ahead and I'll say it on here. Perks of being a wallflower to oh, me yeah. is one of the greatest movies ever made. And I don't know something about that movie is just it's it's real, you know. It's, yeah. It's it's really a, a really good movie to me. And then probably The Breakfast Club. Oh, I'm yeah. a big fan of The Breakfast Club. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, like, the day that it was supposed to happen, uh, March 24th, 1984, right. that's my birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I went back and I watched that, like, forever ago, and I was like, hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, in your opinion, why are sports important for kids? I think sports teaches them a lot of life lessons. You know, it's it's not always just about the sport. It's not always just about the winning and the losing. Mm. You know, it it teaches you to cooperate. Mm-hmm. It teaches you to understand that bad things are going to happen and good things are going to happen, and you've got to learn to deal with both. Yeah. You know, um, it's just to me it's one of the greatest tools as for a young kid you know and it and it's not just sports to me i think band does the same thing yeah. you know it just you know because uh, we caught a there there was a big rift there for a long time at elmore between the band and the football oh yeah, you know? yeah. And, and to me it was just it was unnecessary for one because they yeah. were all the same you know everybody yeah. goes to school there yeah. and some of the football players yeah. were in the band you know yeah. so my class i think we had the most like crossover it was me but, jordan josh like everybody was in band and football yeah. i think so you know not just sports but extracurricular activities yeah, i'm you know you can throw ffa in yeah. you can throw you know there's uh anything that you do like that where it's going to yeah. teach you to work with people and yeah understand that there's good things are going to happen and bad things are going to happen you just got to learn to deal with those things i think 
I think that's the most important reason for those kind of Absolutely. things. Yeah, just figuring out how to deal with adversity as a, as a kid. Yeah, because, you know, that's not something that's instilled in you. you mm-hmm. That's something you definitely have to learn. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think sports is a good way for kids to learn that. Yeah. The, uh, the, one of the most, like, hammered-in things that I learned in sports was, uh, you know, being at the free throw line when the game depends on oh it. yeah like are you like are you mentally tough enough for that because you know your coach tries to prepare you for that moment but there's no real way until you're in the game situation oh yeah and i mean i've taken that into life though you know when it's crunch time you know your boss is mad at you and right. trying to get you to hurry and it's impossible <laughs> they don't know what you're dealing with you know you know one thing that you bring it up standing on that free throw line you know to me that's one of the hardest positions to be in mm-hmm. because every eye in the place is on you mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's why i never played golf <laughs> <laughs> and you know i that you know in baseball it's kind of the same thing when you're at the plate you know every eye's on you yeah or the or the pitcher you know yeah. those two positions when you're hitting the ball or <laughs> when yeah. you're pitching the eyes are on you and that's yeah. that's yeah. tough and if if it's a tight game that's a that's a lot of it's a lot of stress to put on young kids. Yeah. I can't imagine being a kicker in the state playoffs. Oh, like, man. It, yeah, that's know. another one. I think probably a kicker to win it and hitting a free throw to win it might be two of the most nerve-wracking things. Yeah, because you're either a hero or a villain <laughs> yeah. within, you know, just two seconds. <laughs> there's been, I mean, but there's been college kids that, uh, you know, they'll miss that field goal like at Tennessee, that one guy, and he didn't ever play again after that. You know, right. Just one of those things where it's <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's a lot of stress. You get for the whole rest of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's a lot of a lot of stress to put on kids, but mm-hmm. I think it, it helps them in situations oh, yeah. too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one thing Michael Jordan talks about is, you know, uh, especially at home, his mom gave him um, attention, but his dad, he was always trying to get that, you know, um, affection. And he wanted to, he wanted to get that approval and he never did. And he said, that's what built him up to right. be competitive. And then sports kind of just honed it in. Right. You know? It's a, it's a really good thing. I think if they ever took it out of schools, it would, it would really hurt a lot yeah. of kids. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm always worried that my kids won't want to play sports. <laughs> That's mine, you know, with my son. I'm always like, man, I hope he plays football. And then luckily, he loves it. He does. He, I think he likes the weight room more than he likes football, but he does love football. And I always thought, yeah, you know, because I never was. Not that I didn't like basketball. I just, that, that wasn't yeah. my thing, you know. Yeah. I love baseball. It just, you know, I wasn't. It wasn't something I was devoted to, but football, you know, that was that was my thing. And I thought he's probably going to be a basketball and baseball player and not even want to play football, you know. That's how it goes, though. It's crazy. Like, your kids, sometimes the things you just know they'll love because your blood is like, like both sides are strong. It's just right. like, nope, I don't like it. But, you know, luckily he, he does. He really enjoys it. Yeah. I was just always not worried, but, like, it, it would be my luck that my kid would just be like, 
something silly like that. It's not even like a like a sport or like even drama club or anything. It would just be something like a hobby. Yeah. You know, I want to make paper airplanes. <laughs> the world scrabble champion. Yeah. <laughs> but so um how long have you been a coach at Omar? Well, I've actually been, you know, teacher and coach full-time on staff for, I think, 12 years now. But I helped for four years prior to that while I was in college. So around 16 years I've been at Elmore. That's crazy. <laughs> Time flies. It really does. It's, it's amazing to look back, you know, and all the kids that have come through and, you know, and – now they're adults. Yeah, so. they're adults, you know, <laughs> doing their thing now, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird, I mean, to sit back and think <clears throat> that you've influenced generations Absolutely. because you're teaching these kids and then they're going to teach their kids stuff that they learned from you. Yeah, and you know, it's you're not just teaching football players or mm -hmm. baseball players. You're teaching them to be whatever it is they want to go out yeah. and be, you know, and you – to me, that's the most rewarding part of, yeah. of doing what I do is, yeah. you know, you're a part of what these kids have decided to do with the rest of their life, whether yeah. they're going to be go out and make something of their self or, or not, you know. Yeah. But Is there, like on the opposite spectrum of that, yeah. have you had a situation where, like, someone kind of threw everything away and you felt like not – responsible but just like there's nothing you could do and that tore you up you know I, i'm actually glad you brought that up because i'm not going to name the, the name or anything but you know well, football is a heated sport a lot mm -hmm. of times and as a coach you know sometimes you you get you're, you're mad at things and it may not be necessarily something that a kid has done or you know, it's just the situation, and you're mad, and you're you're heated, and it's mm -hmm. such a, to me, football's such a powerful emotional game. Yeah. That, you know, I, we went into halftime at a game, and we were down, and shouldn't have been. You know, yeah. we shouldn't have been, and emotions are high, and not necessarily didn't mean that the kid was, but the way he was going about things on the field, I said, you know, that's, that's coward. Mm -hmm. You being a coward, not, and I said it, and it probably wasn't said the right way, yeah. Because I didn't necessarily mean he was a coward, because yeah. he wasn't a coward, yeah. But the way he was playing at that point in yeah. time, you yeah. know, and that was just the word that come out, yeah. And uh, it had a a bad effect on the kid, and yeah. a few years after he graduated, he messaged me late at night one night and told me, you know, that's that he's had a problem with that. Oh, wow. And that, to me, was probably the lowest thing for me. You know, mm -hmm. that hit me harder than anything else has ever hit me before. Yeah. Because that's not me. That's not who I am, yeah. you know. And to me, that was the worst thing I, I could have ever done. Yeah. And still, even right now, it you know, that bothers me. It bothers me more than I can actually say, yeah. you know, that, that I made him feel that way. Because that's not who yeah. I am and that's not what I'm about. Yeah. But it did happen, you know. I yeah. I I own it, you know, I did it. That was me. Yeah. And him telling me that, I've learned a lot from that. And I thank him for letting me know, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a parent, I mean, I, I've had some throwaway comments that 
you know, like a month later, my kids will be like, yeah, you know, you always, you said this about me. And I, it never even, like, I didn't even remember it. Right. It was just something I said in the moment. And then, like, right after that, we moved past it. So I didn't think it was a big deal. But right. it's weird what kids hold on to. Yeah. You, Words and are you know, powerful. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what that kid might have been dealing with that day. Yeah. And being the guy that, you know, they he might have looked up to me saying that, you know, yeah. was one of the worst things that could have happened to yeah. him that day. And, you know, and that bothers me. It does. And yeah. it will probably bother me for the rest of my life. Even well, though we talked about it and talked it out. Yeah. It'll still bother me for the rest of my yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something that you didn't even mean in any bad way. Kind right. Of. <laughs> totally wreck someone's world right that's and you never know what time that's going to be it's, right it's very hard to predict something like that right because i mean you probably lifted him up you know right a thousand times before that <laughs> but that, that one time sometimes that's all it takes yeah. you know and sometimes you've got to see how a kid reacts to certain things you know there might have been a another kid I called a coward and he just went right yeah. over on him like whatever you know yeah <laughs> probably one of my brothers or something <laughs> I'm not sure you could hurt Cole <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, but yeah you know it's it's things like that that you always think about you know did I you know you're you're passionate about what you do and you're passionate and nine times out of ten it's not to me it's not me wanting to win yeah. I want them to feel yeah. the win. Yeah. You know, I'm so yeah. emotional about them getting the win and feeling like what you know what it's like to be the winner. Yeah. And, you know, to me, I'm just coaching you. You guys yeah. are playing the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to go win the game for you and your your teammates. Yeah. You know, and I'm my my times of getting upset have always been more for them than it ever has been for myself. Yeah. And you know. In, me telling him that that day may you know i can't tell you that this is what it was but you know at the time it might have been maybe if i tell him this he's going to go out that next half and he's going to go get it yeah. done yeah but it had the complete opposite effect yeah. and you know and that's on me <laughs> yeah. well you know um, I've, I've noticed that like some of the best coaches like coach terrell for instance um you know you kind of have to do be different for different players right and uh it's pretty cool like how he would you know he'd scream at somebody and then you know like with sam powers he he would have to sit down and talk to him right sam would internally he, he would, inflict yeah. more damage than, you and know. you know well, that's how we had to handle him same way down at the football yeah. field you know sam was he he led some hard times and uh-huh you know and he he needed Sam needed those role models. Yeah. He needed to have oh, yeah. have those role models. Yeah. And look at him now. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's such a great guy, a great uh, dad, a great coach. Yeah. You know. <laughs> he, he always told us, I mean, every time we talked to him, he was going to either, you know, play professionally or be a coach. Right. He's doing it right now. And you so. know, still Sam's one of my favorite favorites of all time, uh, you know. We still every chance we get, we talk, you yeah. know. <laughs> And I'll tell you what's funny about that, you know, is he was down at Marietta coaching, and we played him. Yeah. And it was a terrible night. First off, you get there, and there's water standing on the field. Oh, no. Oh, no. And 
<laughs> I'm not much of a referee complainer, that, but that night I thought those guys were pretty pretty rough. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was a bad night. At one point, it's like first and sixty something oh, because it was just penalty, penalty, penalty. You know, you can throw a flag every play if you want to. Yeah. You know, and and uh, I was aggravated at how the game went at the end, and I thought their kids didn't act the way they probably should have. Yeah, and, you know and. Uh, not to say our kids always do because our kids act a ways and they get punished for acting a certain way yeah. if they act that way. Mm-hmm. But I thought that night it was pretty bad. And I said some things to Sam afterwards because I was pretty heated. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it took us a little while to talk again, but now it's just like, yeah. you know, because neither one of us were going to hold that against each other. And, yeah. But it was one of those deals where neither one of us knew exactly what to say to, <laughs> to kind of bridge the gap that happened there. And, <laughs> that was the way. What didn't talk, coach at Maud? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's how it was with him and a couple of people from Elmore because <laughs> they were like grabbing, you know, right. junk and, <laughs> and you know uh, some eye poking, and there might have been some head stomping because you know we knew it was bad because when we drove into Maud, there old men were sitting in the front yard. I was driving that bus. <laughs> I was the one driving yeah. that bus that and, day. And I remember y'all were just like, "All right, kids, it's going to get ugly. So yep. let's, let's, let's go in here and try to be, you know." Just knowing that, maybe that'll help us. I tell you, your brother, Cole, he was a turd on the field a lot. (laughs) We had to rein him in quite a bit. (laughs) We've had our fair share of guys that like to go out and you had to bring them off the field and say, all right, you're going to have to sit here. For <laughs> I think that's at McConnell. He yeah, yeah, talks about yeah. <laughs> it's definitely there. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Him and Caleb were both pretty hot-headed mm. most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, I, I love it. Wouldn't wouldn't change any yeah. of that, the good or the bad. I wouldn't change any of it. And, well, and you can, as a coach, you kind of know that that, that anger – it comes from a place of passion, yeah. not somewhere bad. You right. Know? So, I mean, and you kind of learn how to shape it, and they're probably better off for it now. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you just – you hope every day that you're doing right by them. Yeah. That's the thing. You hope every day that you're doing right by how you're treating them, what you're turning them into. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you've got quite a record of success stories. I mean, speak, you know, not only speaking about Sam, but, I mean, look at him and and where he's at now. Uh, he could have very well went the other way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of those kids that sometimes you go, you know, he doesn't have to be as good a kid as he is mm-hmm. what they went through. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that goes back to me and you, too. You right. Know? I mean, uh, and especially at being – so young and not really knowing how the world worked right just being you could both of us could have turned to complete anger which i think i did for a while you know that to me for a while i didn't i could care less if i was around people yeah you know and that was more once i got up into the junior high type age Mm -hmm. thinking back you know there was a time when i was like either either they'll be there or they won't you know i i that's weird that you say that because i I went completely introverted for, I mean, and still to this day, I have to fight it now, but I was right. completely extroverted when I was younger. Right. Um, I mean, I, I thrived around people. And then after Molly died, it was like, uh, 
I had a hard time just going to school because I didn't want to see anybody. Right. I didn't want nobody to talk to me. Well, you don't want to be the the person that you walk in and ever all eyes go yeah. to you. Every, everybody's everybody. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, the sympathy and that sometimes there's too much sympathy. Yeah. yeah. You just kind of want to be normal for right. a while. Yeah. Just it's going to be better if you guys just hey let's just go play yeah. play a pickup game yeah. of basketball yeah. or let's go swim and yeah. you know. You don't want to. You're sitting there all the time, looking around, going, "All right, who's staring at me now?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the <laughs> teachers, they, they, you know, they tried, but um, and Mr. Sadler, which I found out that he's passed away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but he was one of the guys that called me in his office, and he's like, he's like, "Look, you know, you need." To, he goes, "For you to even come back to school, he's like, you've already won a battle that most kids would have lost." Right. He said, "So you can either." continue to come he goes or you can take some time off he said but you can't just you know not come to half your classes and then come and then he goes don't throw away your life right and those words meant a lot to me because i mean after that i kind of got hooked back up but i was lost for a while and, you know him you to know, take the time to talk to me because he could have just gave me a tardy yeah or got me in trouble and it right. would have same you know that would have been his job but right he yeah. took you know a little he, he extra took that little time. extra time out to go hey yeah look, yeah yeah you know it was like when i come to visit you that day I, I called your mom first and said hey you know is is he wanting anybody to come over that yeah. was the first thing yeah because you know that's there's sometimes at that point in time you're you don't might yeah. not want to see you just want yeah. me left alone yeah just yeah. leave me alone yeah. that's the first thing i asked her i said i want to come visit with him yeah but i want you to tell me whether or not right now is a good time. Does yeah. he want me? And she goes, no, I want you I want you to come right yeah. now. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's crazy how that, you know, she she did that for you. You did that for me. It was right. just like, a, it's, <laughs> you know. And then I feel like, like I told my wife, I said, you know, I feel like God put me in Josh's life. Absolutely. At the right time. Right. Um, I'm not saying like I'm, no. you know, anything <laughs> special. I'm just saying like, because... <laughs> For me, <laughs> for me to have you know already dealt with what he the pain that he feels, yeah. um, it's kind of a, uh, it's someone that experiences the only one that will know. Yeah, you know? It, yeah. people are going to tell you, you know, I understand what you're going through. If you haven't been there, you you yeah. don't. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, it's it's tough to be young and lose somebody that's that close to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, she was and, my best friend. I don't know I how. Mean, yeah, still you're still you're still young. We're still yeah. young. I'll tell you, we're still young. Yeah. We're not old yet. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it a lot too. But, you That's, know, I was telling my kids that the other day. Um, I said I used to laugh at my dad because he'd come play basketball with us yeah. and then he wouldn't be able to get out of bed. And I used to think that was, I was like, man, he's let himself go. And then I did that the other day with my kids. I'm like, oh, I'm we sore. Used, we used to make fun of my dad for making noises whenever he'd get up into the truck. The and, yeah, I caught myself the other day making the noises i was like no i've reached that age me and silas you know we'll go we go lift a lot that's one thing me and him love to do we'll lift and we'll play metallica you know and you know do our thing that's one thing me and him do together that we really enjoy and it might take me two days and i'm like man i'm still sore and he's like what are you so sore for you know (laughs) because i'm I'm getting old that's why you know i look and think golly one more year i'm gonna be 40 years old it just it flies by it really does uh um but talking about the weight room i still will smell a certain smell and i'll be back right Um, when we did the summer lifting program um 
I think it was like the first year we started really doing it, and we get the, we got those T-shirts. And right. Still have mine actually. <laughs> it doesn't fit. <laughs> I think it's like three sizes smaller. But uh, yeah, um, they burned a whole bunch of trees in the back behind the weight room. Right. And it was like this harsh smoke. like Smoky. smoke smell. Right. And every time I smell smoke like that, I instantly like feel like i'm back lifting yeah. weights like, oh. <laughs> i gotta it's, run it's amazing how that can happen oh yeah <laughs> yeah you know scents and stuff are yeah, it's, it's, it's powerful, powerful. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, every time i hear a certain song uh like nelly's boom yeah. <laughs> i think of the way the locker room that's <laughs> you know with when Cody Ballard and that whole group. I yeah. think it was around 2010. Yeah. Every game that year, we they came out of the locker room to uh, Bad Company by yeah. Finger Death Punch. <laughs> and anytime I hear that, I think of Cody Ballard and Blake Quickle and, yeah. you know, and all those guys, you yeah. know, and John Harrell. And, yeah. You know, it's just anytime I hear that, that's those are the guys I yeah. think of, you know, and I think of go, getting that ready to go out and play yeah. football. <laughs> <laughs> So I still remember falling asleep uh, at film and uh, <laughs> and getting yelled at by Coach Milligan. <laughs> I think he threw like a bag of uh, either Skittles at me or something. He's like, he's like, finish those off. He's like, Allison, you're falling asleep on a job. <laughs> we had uh, Clyde Simmons. I don't know if y'all know Clyde Simmons. Great kid. I love him to death. He's uh, he fell asleep one time and we're in film and you know it's early saturday morning yeah. you know we meet early after the games just yeah. to get them up and get them moving so yeah. they're not so sore and we watch film and oh clyde he fell asleep and i mean he was snoring it was <laughs> it was a good one and uh coach sharp was like hey everybody crowd around him because i mean nothing was waking him up <laughs> we were there's 30 something guys in there crowded around him and on the count of three he's like i just want everybody to yell as long as they can he come up out of that chair <laughs> scared to death not sure where he was his fists were up that was one of the funniest things i ever seen because he was out <laughs> uh, my my cousin has a story like that they were watching film and one of uh one of the guys fell asleep in the back and so the coach everybody got up and they went outside and uh, we were watching him through the window, and he woke up, and he was like, uh, like freaking out because he didn't know where everybody was. <laughs> Man, I'll never forget. Um, I won't name names, but uh, his first name's Chris. I'll let you figure out who it was. Uh, but they sp- they did the spray adhesive oh, on the no. toe. Yeah. I remember. Because he was talking about how hairy his butt was. Oh, no. And uh, he screamed. Oh, God. And then. I remember you put uh, Theragesic on right before the game, and uh, Anthony, you told Anthony not to touch it, and he went in the bathroom and started squealing. That stuff right there will light you up. I still use Theragesic to the day, but I still, every time I smell it, I'm like, oh, man, that's Birdman. Oh, Anthony, he was another good one now. Uh, I think everybody had their turn talking crap about him. Yeah. (laughs) giving him a hard time there was some 
really good times down there, and there were some times it was like, oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only seen, I think, one fight in the locker room, but it was always in the junior high where there was nobody at. Right. <laughs> Those old nasty things <laughs> smell like urine and <laughs> sweat. We, uh, and it still smells the exact same. <laughs> Me and Coach Johnson, we, uh, Tim Johnson, yeah. you know, we, we painted it this past year after football was over and everything, and that smell just eats right through that paint, you know. It, it just you just can't get it to go away. <laughs> Is it still the trough to be in down there? No, we've we've changed okay, that okay. since then. So, <laughs> but you know, we don't use that old weight room anymore. The yeah. ceiling started falling in. We we got the old band room now. Yeah. Is the weight oh, room? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So a lot better building up yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never could get the air to. Feel good in that place. <laughs> you no, know, you had that old big fan, but down there, and it didn't do anything but blow the hot air around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those were good times, though. They were good times. Like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade any of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how how long do you plan on coaching for? <sighs> Probably until I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I uh, I hope to do it as. You know, I, I want to get my kid through. You know, I want to coach him. I, I, I really don't don't ever want to stop. But. Yeah. I was going to say, if you weren't coaching, what else would you be doing? Uh, yeah, if I, if I ever have to quit coaching, I'm going to continue to teach as long as I can. <laughs> yeah. You know, because still, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, it's your coach. You just want to be down there. No, I enjoy being in the classroom too. Yeah. Because there's a lot of those kids there that I get to meet and have interactions with that don't come out and play yeah. sports. Yeah. But I, I, you know, if I, I wouldn't want to miss out on those either. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just so. I'm planning on coaching as long as possible and teaching after that. And like I said, they may have to make me stop. When you start rambling and you don't know where you're at anymore. When I say the things, I mean, I may say things that don't make sense now, but when, it, when it's pretty often. You know? Yeah, you'll probably still, if you get Alzheimer's, still showing up teaching, even though you don't have that class anymore. <laughs> You know, it's it's funny because Jesse, my daughter, Silas, he's he's pretty used to it now. She's seven, and she's like, "Really, you have to go again? <laughs> I don't have to do this every day." You know, it's one of those things. <laughs> so, uh, so they're tearing down the high school, right? Tearing down the high school, yeah. Okay, that's like uh, when when are they gonna start? Uh, I think we turn over the keys. I say we, you know, the school turns over the keys this week. Oh, yeah. And so they've already took the old computer lab down back yeah. there. And uh, so I'm guessing it's probably pretty quick. Yeah. I, I haven't heard an exact date or anything. but yeah. I kind of missed my opportunity to go through there. I just kind of want to, but I missed my opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of memories in that school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I did, there's a, did a lot of things in there was a part of a lot of things in there and <laughs> a lot of memories in there with my friends you know yeah. Yeah. yeah when i took my kids to a basketball game is when i saw you right. last i think uh, 
we were searching for my for my basketball trophies, and they didn't believe me because I couldn't find them. Like you didn't play here. I'm like yes, I did. I promise. They were in the office yeah. over there. That picture of your mom was still up yeah. there, though. Yeah, they're like Grammy's here. Not you, Dad. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. It's so, funny because Silas he goes and finds it every time we go in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. I, I love that, you know, Elmore has quite a bit of history. We we're talking about, you know, with, between them and Purnell. Right. I mean, it's kind of a deep, you know, history of winning and being successful and stuff Absolutely. like that. Right. You know, and like I said, you know, football, we got a bad rap for a long time. Yeah. And it's it, it's turned, you know, we're – we had a couple of down years there, but that's going to happen, especially being yeah. in a Class A school like yeah. that, you know. And but uh, I think it's coming for us again, you know. Well, I think that first group that that really changed things was the kids that had the the little Super Bowl and they were playing when they were really young, right? And um, we didn't have football. Uh, I think fifth grade was my first year to ever play, right? And um, <laughs> now I think it's even later, isn't it? Like uh, sometimes in some places, uh, we start in sixth grade now yeah. at Elmore. Yeah. So, huh. so you, you have. Even our kids that have played even less right now, which is, I mean, have you noticed a difference in how? Oh, the, yeah, for sure. I mean, you can tell because a lot of those kids that when they're getting to us now, they at least know the difference between who's a running back and who's a lineman. <laughs> you know, because you don't have your massive kid that can barely move. You know, yeah. going, I want to be the quarterback. Yeah. You know, he goes, hey, that's what I, I, you know, I told Silas when he was little. We he started out in flag football as a first grader, I think. Yeah. And he's like, Dad, they don't throw me the ball. I said, I'm gonna set you down and tell you something. <laughs> I said, I was a lineman. <laughs> You're gonna be a lineman. Yeah. So you just need to come to terms with that. And go be the best lineman you can be. You know, it. be proud to be a lineman. Uh, <laughs> well, Jeremy Ezo got it in my head one year that I was gonna be a receiver, and so I was six four. Like I think I was like two twenty, and uh, he was like, "If we could just get you faster, nobody would be able to touch you." Because at that that year, I think every cornerback was like. Five five, like, you know, one ten. Like, he's like, they won't even be able to tackle you. Because like I always had really good hands for a lineman. But you know, it's funny. Our linemen are always some of the kids that have the best hands. Yeah. Like Andrew Sawyer right now. Which, yeah. You know, he's six six five three oh five right. I mean, yeah. just a monster. Has great feet. Yeah. You know. He's probably got some of the best hands I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize till college that I was playing the wrong position. Uh, defensive end is what I started with, and that's where I was dominant. And then I got put on O line, and I oh, yeah. I couldn't stand it. No. You're telling me like my instinct is to hit somebody, like go get the quarterback, and you're telling me I can't hold them. <laughs> but Sam, one time. It was so funny. It was the only time me and Sam really fought on the field. Uh, I hit him, like, I think it was, like, 15 times that game or that practice. And finally he threw his helmet down. I was like, somebody plug Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so he that was when he was staying with us. Right. And Because uh, his mom was in the hospital. So I gave him crap all the way home. <laughs> I tell you, you know, there was a time there, me and Coach Sharp and Coach Jennings, we didn't have enough for a full scout team. Yeah. So me and Jennings being a lot younger than we are now, yeah. we'd, we'd go get those pads and we'd play linebackers. 
and I come through one day and pop Sam just for the fun of it, you know, oh man, he was mad. <laughs> yeah. That's what I hate about being young. When you're young and you're youthful and you're powerful, you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and now yes. that we're experienced, like if you had the mind you have now and your young body, how dominant of a player you could have been, you know. <laughs> it would, it definitely helped. Yeah. <laughs> just knowing like the tricks and the, Right. I didn't realize how, how, like important just hand motion is oh, yeah. as a defensive defensive player. lineman for sure. I, your hands are number one. Yeah. <laughs> um, right after I stopped playing, I started watching Michael Strahan, and uh, he had this class where he just taught people how to like you know swim moves and all this stuff. Right. I was just like, wow. <laughs> if I would have known any of those. <laughs> It's a, that's one thing I that's one of my favorite things to do we do our, our hand stuff those yeah. kids they enjoy that you yeah. know and it's it's fun and it's really important yeah <laughs> and you know that's one of those things that I feel like I just missed the boat on having the right coaches at the right time right we kind of we're all kind of figuring it out and you know yeah when I was young there and I didn't know a lot of things still yeah. at that point like I said you know Coach Sharp taught me a lot of things yeah and uh I know a lot more now, yeah. you know, <laughs> a whole lot more. <laughs> yeah, it's, I still, football is my favorite sport to watch. I, I mean, I'm a basketball player through and through, but right. I mean, I live for Saturdays during oh, football me season. too. Just, oh man. And I've always been more college than pro. I, I don't know what it I is. I like college a lot more too. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't watch as much NFL now really. Yeah. I might watch a Bears game if it's on in the evening, yeah. but usually Sundays I'm breaking down film, getting ready. <laughs> yeah. Saturday I, I stop and I watch OU play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we were. Oh, we're, we're, doing, we're doing good. Can I get a to-go box, please? Yes. Um, we're, you know, talking about uh, the quarterback situation at OU um, and how if they don't get to play this year, they're going to have a real big fight between yeah. the three guys. That are, <laughs> That's going to be a really big Because you got that guy coming in, and then you've got freaking Rattler. <laughs> Rattler. And, uh, it's, it's the wealth of players that Lincoln has right now. I'm telling you, I don't know how you could be a good quarterback and not want to play for the guy. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like he's getting to the point now where he's going to have all these, all these uh, players, and it's going to be a hard decision. He's because he's got you know everybody's gonna want to play for him now. Right. He's gonna have to start telling people no. No. Yeah. <laughs> Worst thing you want to do as a coach is let somebody know. Yeah. You know, how you get here. Yeah. Like you know when you have to tell a trans like a five star transfer no because you've already got three you know right in the waiting and you got one guy in the next class coming up. It's just. I mean the embarrassment of riches at OU. Is, oh yeah. <laughs> But I mean, that's a good situation or a good bad problem to have. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially with him because he'll handle it right. Right. Um, yeah. You know, other coaches that they, you know, would switch them out too much and they would try to have like a two quarterback situation. Yeah. But one of the coolest offenses I ever saw was when Purcell did the double quarterback. Oh yeah. When they had the split quarterbacks and then you never knew which guy was gonna they were gonna hike the ball to right you know we were gonna do that with sam and nathan yeah that one year and yeah it didn't end up working out that way but yeah. that was because we had a new coach come in yeah. you know coach left that, that was our plan in the spring was 
we were going to have them two both back there. Yeah. They were both going to run it because they were yeah. both really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that would be hard to defend, in my opinion. Right. And then you put a running back back there, and it's just like right. <laughs> some weird option play. It's, it's amazing how the game's evolved. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we, we're still a run-first team, and probably at Elmore it's just – we, we one year we tried to go a little bit of spread, but I mean it's. I think Class A in general. Yeah. You know, you're going to run the ball first, so. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. There's, you know, not a lot of receivers come out of Class A, right. which is sad. But I think it's just, it's one of those things that it's kind of just been the way it is. Right. <laughs> Uh, and well, that's when Hilton used to light us up. You know, they'd beat us by sixty because they could throw the ball downfield. Right. And then we had Wilson that had the quarterback that could run the option or RP. I guess it was like an early version of an RPO. Right. And um, so we would try to contain him, and he would just run up the middle. Where you know we try to get him in the middle, pinch him, and he'd run out to the side and get thirty yards. I hated playing those quarterbacks. Yeah. I remember that was one of the times I've seen. Dell Jones, like, just throw his hands up. You know? <laughs> He's like, what do you do? Yeah. You know? That's the thing about option football. You know, if you have a really good quarterback that can run it, you can, you're going to make the defense choose wrong. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. That was the one thing that, that I felt like Jalen Hurts with OU could have been better at. Right. Was, I felt like he was a running back first and right. a quarterback second. Mm-hmm. Which is not OU. Yeah, not and, now. <laughs> and so I feel like, you know, we didn't really know how to utilize him right. there at the very end. And, yeah, it's a different time than when Barry Switzer died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we'll do our commercials and post and yeah. put them on there. Yeah. We appreciate you coming out. Hey guys, uh, I, I, I'm glad y'all y'all got a hold of me yeah, and made me come out. I was I was excited when you did. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah, I, you were one of the people that we were really excited about yeah, talking absolutely. to. Well, I'm I'm more than happy. I'm glad we we did this. You'll have to autograph and yeah. picture, and we'll put it on our wall of fame. So, Josh, do you want to uh, kind of just? loosely tell people about our one of our sponsors uh death wish death wish coffee is uh the strongest coffee out of the market right now yeah and it is really really good um it'll wake you up get you that good buzz feeling (laughs) get out there and get you a big old cup of death wish coffee yeah and now they come in k-cups so that's kind of convenient yeah we uh we're gonna do a challenge i guess yeah. We try to drink a whole cup. I don't even like coffee, so this is going to be interesting. I guarantee I'll, I'll probably drink like two or three. I'll probably have to take a nap until my heart doesn't explode. I'll we'll have to get me some NyQuil or something. Call me back down after it or something. ZQuil or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, If uh, depending on how football works out, uh, we'll have to let you know about the uh, haunted house thing. Oh, yeah, let me know. I'd, I'd love to do that. Yeah, yeah. we're excited. It's going to be a fun. Yeah. We've, we've been joking about going there and dressed up like Ghostbusters. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening to another episode of Diner Discussions. Uh, I think this episode, if you're listening to it right now, is going to be out tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, it'll be out, what's today, Tuesday? 
Yeah. It should be out Wednesday morning. Yeah, around so, 8 a.m. Yeah, on Spotify and iTunes. So. Yeah. So go check us out. We have a Facebook, Twitter, YouTube page now. YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. So, all right, Josh. Thank you, guys. See you all next time.